Welcome to the Quiet Rebel podcast. I'm Lynn Furman. And I'm Paul Furman. And today we're really, really happy to have Martine Bolton on the call with us. Welcome, Martine. Hello, Martine. Hi. Hi. <laughs> good, to, good to speak to you both. Now, um, we've been having a look around on your website and noticed that you started on your business in 2017. So, yeah, I finished in corporate right at the very end of 2017. So, didn't really do much until the new year. Um, really, I, I talk now about, you know, I've been in business for 18 months. Um, my first year I did kind of relatively little, so I still feel now that I'm getting established. Um, and it's been 18 months, but it feels like about four. It's <laughs> <laughs> flashing before my eyes. I don't know what's going on with time. It, it feels like it's speeding up. Um, it might just be a question. Um, but yeah, it was it was just sort of a, a five minutes ago. I was um, and now here I am out in the big bad world, uh, or the big wide world, I should say, um, kind of doing my thing and trying to work out who I am, where I'm going, who I'm here to help. <laughs> so it's interesting journey so far, and I have no doubt it will continue that way. <laughs> well, can you tell us a little bit about Sunshine and how you came to start it? Yeah, so um, as I said, I have been working in corporate. So I've been in training and development for probably around about 15 years um, in corporate for, for 20, doing various roles. And um, always loved learning and development. I've been there kind of hooked on personal development and I guess um, self-help from about the age of 21 or thereabouts, read loads of books. Um, you know, kind of done quite a lot of courses over the years in, in various jobs, so training courses. Um, I've dipped in and out of bits of therapy here and there, um, and just had a fascination with, you know, um, you know how interesting people were and what makes us do what we do. Um, so I had my fiftieth birthday two years ago, and it, I joke about it being a midlife crisis, but it didn't really feel like a crisis. I sort of felt like I woke up. And um, so my job had been outsourced, although they hadn't made me redundant. So I'd been training for an organisation called Nats um, over in Whiteley and Swanwick, mm. um, down the country to Glasgow as well, doing some work over in Prestwick. And, um, and, you know, it was great. And then they outsourced it and I was there sitting at a desk of all week um kind of coordinating what the external um training companies were doing managing the coaching and mentoring that was going on in the organization and it was very desk bound and i just felt like i wasn't really kind of living my purpose so you know i was earning a lovely salary and the best benefits that i've ever i've ever experienced um but actually if you're if you're not really doing something that's making your heart sing, then I've always been someone who's who's got up and moved on at that point. Um, so anyway, as part of that 50th birthday year, I went to Australia. I was there for about three, three or so weeks. I saw my dad, who I hadn't seen since I was four years old. So it was very kind of a bit sort of life changey. And I had time to think in those few weeks. So I had a good old think. And the more I thought, the more... I realised that actually it was time for me to move on, go and do the scary thing that I've been saying for years I do, which was, um, you know, go independent, set up my own little business. And never felt ready. And it was always, no, 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 I'm not ready. I've got more personal development. 
<laughs> yada 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 you know and then and then I was faced with this opportunity well do you stay in a job that that is no longer lighting your fire or do you go and push yourself and do the thing that you always said you were going to do and just see what happens so so I came back I handed in my notice I had to give three months but it was really a bit like stepping off a cliff because there was nothing there was nothing <laughs> up and um and really uh, I probably have been quite slow to get established but when I talk to other people and listen to other people's experiences and journeys and I hear that actually it's kind of pretty standard and um, you know it takes a couple of years generally um seems to be common perception to, to build a good business so so yeah I, that was a very long-winded way of answering your question Paul <laughs> <laughs> but I hope I have <laughs> definitely <laughs> thank you do you think that this this kind of common belief that when we go into business for ourselves and um, there's all these success stories of overnight success, that is actually a really, really big hindrance to people who are stepping on the self-employment journey? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess so. I suppose there's pressure, isn't there? Because everybody wants to be successful and anytime I catch myself saying everybody you know I always double I always catch myself <laughs> perhaps it isn't quite everybody but but I think most people go into business because they want to wake up every morning they want to do what they love they want to you know contribute something that feels like a value to the world and and I think most people kind of want to feel like they're being successful in what they're doing um so I think there probably is a bit of pressure, which is largely we put on ourselves, don't we? So I've given myself a pressure, which is by the end of year two, um, to actually be financially viable, um, i.e. earning something not dissimilar to my previous corporate salary. Um, and and I, think, I think you're probably right. We perceive that other people, um, you know, start up, and they're flying from, from day one. And, and, you know, there may well be some people that do that, um, but I don't think it's the majority, in all honesty. No, I don't think so either. I think it just creates a, a pressure when there's enough pressures when you jump and you become, you know, your own business person. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, sorry, I didn't quite catch that last word there, Lynn. Oh, sorry, I said there's enough pressure when you jump and become your own business person. I think it's like this comparison that we have to other people. So we see others, yeah, or we perceive that they're doing brilliantly, but who knows, really, especially with social media. Yes. I know, and I think we do, we tend to put our best foot forward, don't we? We tend to give the impression. I mean, I've always been very honest, and I know that I present, I do present an image of, of probably being quite successful um but then when I talk to people you know I'm honest I'll tell them if I've been struggling I tell them if I haven't had a great month and I'm never sure I'm never sure what's the right thing to do whether to kind of you know speak always in terms of the positive so law of attraction and all that would say you know just cut bit basically talk about things as if they're already happening that you're looking for but I kind of think actually now I like to be a bit more I like to be a bit more honest and say it like it is. Um, but it's a balance, isn't it? You want to be positive. You want to be optimistic. I generally am. But but also, I don't want to walk around 
you know, pretending that I'm a raging success when actually, um, you know, financially we're tight, you know, we're going without a lot of things that we, that we were used to. So, um, yeah, I, I always feel that honesty is the best policy and I'm sure in a past life I took a truth serum or a vow of <laughs> <laughs> honesty or something like that. So um, I, just, I can't help myself really, but <laughs> this, is, this is how I operate. <laughs> I think it's refreshing. I was re I was really lucky enough to um, listen to you talk about how thinking is your superpower. How did that come about? Um, yeah, that's a really interesting question. So I've I've been working with kind of thought and the power of thought for quite a long time. So my work in training, you know, there's there's this model. So if you can imagine a flip chart, <laughs> at the top is written the word thoughts. Underneath is written the word feelings. Underneath that is written the word actions. And at the bottom of the page, you've got the word outcomes or results. So this model, which comes from either CBT or NLP, never 100% clear, it says that you know our thoughts drive our feelings, um, physical, mental, emotional. Um, our feelings very much drive our actions. So what we say and do, how we say and do it, all of the choices and the decisions that we make, you know, our behaviours, all that stuff. And, and it's that, it's our actions and behaviours that actually create the results that we get in life and in business. So I was finding that no matter what training course subject I was delivering, um, this model just kept coming up. <laughs> just kept talking about it and flip charting it in, in pretty much every session. Maybe there were a few that it didn't, but not many. And, um, and I'd studied um, NLP as part of training, which led me to also um, study and qualify for hypnotherapy. So the whole thing about the power of the mind and how our minds can either strongly work for us, enabling us to do what we want to do, achieve the goals that we're looking to achieve, or that our thinking, you know, our minds can absolutely block us and get in the way. Um, and that's, so that's really what I've been working with, whether it was individual in coaching, whether it was, um, you know, a group of people in training around sort of mindset and attitudes and things, or, um, you know, just, just sort of day-to-day, -day you know, talking to people. And, and I, I do feel sometimes like I've become the thought police because, you know, <laughs> hear my own thoughts and challenging them. But, but I often I hear other people say something and I go, no, no, no. <laughs> But point out that that thought actually isn't helping them, and, and if they just make some kind of shifts to, to how they're thinking, they will get a different result. So, so the thinking as a superpower thing, I think I read something in one of those kind of turn of the century, um, kind of new thought books. Um, I can't even remember which, which author it was, um, but it's something about you know, your thinking as, as a thinking as a superpower but anyway I got to thinking actually yes you know you're thinking really is a superpower and it's you know and it's so foundational and fundamental to every outcome in your life that you know it's probably one of the greatest superpowers that we have not the only one 
<laughs> then I got to think about Superman and Kryptonite and I was thinking yeah so thinking really can be a superpower but on the flip side of that coin you know it can also totally be our Kryptonite and it can drain us of our power and our energy and completely block us from um, you know from all of the good things that um, you know that we're aspiring to or that life has to offer so I remember giving a talk earlier on in the year and I kind of thought, I know, I think it will be fun if I, if I get a Superman t-shirt, like, <laughs> kind of suited up, and then halfway through, when I start talking about your thoughts are your superpower and they can be a kryptonite, I'll unbutton my blouse and then be the Superman or Supergirl kind of symbol. So I did that just, just for fun. And then from that, I thought, actually, you know, if I can do that, then why not, why not kind of get a full superhero costume? I'd also seen this model earlier on in the year. I think it's called the pie model. And it represents where success in, um, in business comes from. Mm. And it's kind of three circles, a small, medium and large circle. The small circle had the, um, the figure of 10% in it. The medium-sized circle had the percentage of 30%. And the larger circle had a percentage of 60%. And those percentages stand for 10% of your success is down to your performance. So what you do. Immediately, I was just like, what? <laughs> I that, that, you know, you can, so that you, you can be really, really super good at what you do. And it accounts for 10% of your success. So that was a real shock to me. Wow. And 10% stood for you know, 30% of your success is down to your um, image. Now, I think image in this context isn't just what you look like and how you present yourself. It's also how people perceive you, okay? Mm. So it's how, what people think of when they think of you, as well as, you know, how, you know, physically how you appear. And then the 60% of the, the model was, of how visible you are or the exposure that you have and being slightly on the introverted side of the spectrum and you know being somebody who'd probably done very little in the way of video and even networking in the early days was a little bit uncomfortable and out of, certainly out of comfort zone um I kind of thought you know if I if I really want to be successful I want to sell a lot of copies of my book if I want to help a lot of people then I'm going to need to, I'm going to need to kind of stop hiding behind my rock <laughs> and come out and say, okay, this is who I am. And just really be, be more noticeable. So, you know, I've had some feedback actually that I'm not really standing out. And, and I thought, actually, I understand what they're saying. You know, if you, if you want to be seen and heard, you you can't, go around being too much of a wallflower, you know? I think you have to know when to step up, when to turn the volume up, when to turn up the color <laughs> and, and just kind of say, you know, this is, this is who I am. This is what I stand for. This is, you know, this is what I've got that can be useful to you. <laughs> and, and just be prepared to step into more of a spotlight and stop kind of hiding yourself away um so that's the whole story of where superpower came from and 
costumes. <laughs> Which I have to say that Martine looks absolutely fabulous in her superpower costume. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I, would, I tell you, I wouldn't walk down the street in it. In, in, in the friendly world of business networking, <laughs> I can get away with it. And, you know, lots of people, certainly a number of people know who I am now. And people are really friendly and they're curious and they come up and it's... Um, and it kind of makes for a good evening, if you know what I mean, or it makes for a session. But, um, but, you know, to do it in front of general public would be another thing. So yeah. I'd like to do that. I'm not sure I ever will. <laughs> but actually, I did think eventually, um, so I'm writing a book at the moment, but I thought when my book is published, I will probably end up doing some talks and I, I might kind of bring the superhero costume out for those occasions. And... Um, but anyway, the plan is not all thought through. <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about the uh, book you're writing. So, so the book is essentially, the working title is Your Thinking is Your Superpower. And the ideas that we've already been talking about today around, you know, it can be your um, superpower, it can also be your kryptonite, is, is essentially the essence of the book. So, you know, again, opening statement is all around you know, our lives, you know, are so driven by what's going on kind of between our ears, so up in our minds. Every result in life and in business is traceable back to the quality and the clarity of our thinking. And, you know, that can work for us or it can work against us. And most human beings, to my perception, seem to have at least, you know, some faulty or unhelpful thinking that gets in the way of um, you know their best efforts really um, so that can be you know, worry fear doubt it can be comparison it can be criticism it can be overthinking it can be foggy thinking it can be scattered thinking um, you know, just all the different ways in which our perception can be um, distorted, you know, and we're all, we're walking through life all the time, carrying around our programming. <laughs> so everything that we think we know that we have been taught has been programmed in from the day we were born. And some would argue, you know, there's genetic memory and inheritance too. And, and you know, it's just ideas that have been either planted in our heads by other people or it's assumptions that we have made based on you know how people have treated us but what we've seen our life experiences and you know much of this stuff is is either faulty or it's only partially true so and it's different for everybody you know so in, in certain cultures there'll be you know shared beliefs, things that you share in common with other people, but, but even people from the same family who've shared the same culture, they've shared the same parents, they've shared the same siblings, they've been to the same schools, lived in the same place. There's even variance between people who've lived in the same, you know, shared the same environment. So, so if you talk to me and you talk to my brother about, you know, our experiences growing up, our stories are different, but it's the same upbringing in many ways. So, 
so it's kind of it's kind of weird and fascinating how you know how much of our programming is different and how we see the world in very different ways but how all of that stuff how we see the world really will determine kind of what shows up in your world in the experiences you get because life is really mirroring all of those concepts that we have been programmed with yeah. and if we're not very conscious if we're not very aware and awake then you know we keep creating the same things over and over again so because, but it's reflecting the narrative that we've got running running through our minds had you always wanted to write a book I kind of knew quite early on that I would write books and I don't know I can't remember from what age to five I you know at that age I was already kind of coaching and counseling my mum <laughs> And, um, and I could see kind of a lot of dysfunction around around me, although I'm not sure I would have called it that at that age. But I could see that actually sometimes the world wasn't a very happy place. And sometimes and that, it wasn't that the world wasn't a happy place or a good place. It was that the human beings weren't kind of always happy and, and good. And I knew I had a purpose, which was to do with, you know, helping people be happy and helping make the world a better place i know that sounds very miss world doesn't it this is my, this is my five-year-old kind of kind of logic and but that feeling has kind of gone with me but I, I did know probably as a young woman can't remember what age that i would probably write books so i've always liked words the power of words my mum actually god love her she was always she had she was in catholic upbringing convent school educated so she'd been she'd had a lot of programming <laughs> around you know the bible and there were always nice words and desideratas and goodness what, what else around the house so you know I, I still love a quote to this day a good quote so I, I you know been exposed to a lot of that stuff and I just kind of felt that I would, I would write one day so I was always quite good at English at school um, and so it has been an aspiration for a while. I think once I'd had my kids, I was then thinking about, you know, one day, and this was like, it wasn't a five-year plan, it was like a one day kind of, when I'm much older, I'll write books, I'll be self-employed, I'll have my own, you know, my own business doing something. And, you know, I've, I've read a lot of books from the likes of Louise Hay, you know, Diana Cooper was up there, her early stuff, I read a lot of that. Um, who else? You know, all the Marianne Williams, the Course in Miracles, which I can't claim to have read page to page, but I've dipped in and out of for the last couple of decades. So all of this good literature was kind of, you know, I was downloading and I kind of felt that, you know, I would probably, I would probably share some of this learning, some of the learning that's been so helpful to me throughout my life with other people somehow. And that books are a really good medium for that aren't they when did you when did you actually sit down then and think right okay this one day has now come and I'm gonna write well yes. that? <laughs> so, so I think I think once I've gone self-employed and um you know I think when you've a business especially when you're kind of offering a service or a consultancy which is kind of part of what I do now it's like if you are a published author there's First of all, it really helps you to clarify and 
lay down in your own head, you know, what you know. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think I heard a talk from probably Karen Williams or another of the ladies that does the networking scene and talks about writing books. And I kind of thought, yeah, I know I, know I want to do this. I don't think it will be this year. So this was last year when I was thinking these, but I know I, I know I want to do it and it would be a really good idea to do it soon. So my first year was very about, very much about building foundations, networking, making connections. And then by the time I got into my second year, I kind of thought, right, it's time to write that book. So my target was in the first half of the year, I'm gonna get my book written and then um, I'd like to have it published by the autumn, certainly by the end of the autumn. So that's a kind of a plan. So I'm almost at my deadline. I'm, I, I said by my birthday, which is the 11th of July. So I've really got not very long now to write. <laughs> <laughs> Just two final chapters, but um, pedal to the metal. I've been working on it kind of not part day and night, but I've been working on it almost solely for the last few weeks. Um, so yeah, nearly there. Um, I've no idea how I'm going to get it published, how I'm going to um, finance it. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be done probably on a shoestring, um, but I think I'll you know it's a bit of a minefield, isn't it? There are so many there are so many organisations. I mean, like like your own who are out there who are there helping people who are writing their books um, and that can that, that, you know that can do it all for you. You can manage it as a project and. You know, maybe one day in the not too distant future, you know, I will financially be able to do that. But I think for my first book, it's going to be, I'll need some help with bits of it, but I'll probably need to kind of project, manage how it comes together myself. Um, mm. That's by some miracle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the magic finance fairy lands, you know, a, a good few grand on my doorstep. So, um, so you put this stuff out to the universe, don't you, and see and see what happens. So, but again, I haven't worried. I've, I've been just focusing on get the book written and then worry about how you're going to publish it. In fact, don't worry so much about how you're going to publish it. Just know that once you're there and it's done, you know, the people, the opportunities, the services will, you know, will make themselves known and... Um, you know, with a bit of luck, good management and the wind blowing in the right direction, um, you know, everything that you need will magically appear in the moment that you need it. That's what I'm banking on. <laughs> Again, rightly or wrongly. We'll oh, it, it will have my faith. Yeah. Yes. Let, let's, let's, um, I won't say let's hope so. Let's trust that that's the case. It will. It will, definitely. Thank so, you. Where can people find you and learn more about what you do and and um, get in touch? So I have got I've got a website. I have to say my website was just something that I set up very quickly when I first started. It does look a bit corporate, so um, what I do is corporate anyway, corporate training and coaching. Um, and again, it, on my list of things I'm going to do when I've got a bit more money is update my website with with more of the sort of the personal development side of things. So the, um, the public workshops, the kind of the one-to-one -one coaching that I do, um, the hypnotherapy and NLP, um, 
but it is all there on my website now. So that's www.sunshinedevelopment.uk. Um, again, it looks a bit corporate. There's a little bit about me on there, um, but also I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I don't tweet just yet. I haven't quite got around to doing Instagram. Everybody tells me that I should. <laughs> I like to keep it simple. Having having four social medias to update feel it kind of blows my mind. But but in time, I'll probably get all of that stuff up and running. I think I might need to uh, the proof and everything. Are you on Facebook? So I am on Facebook. Yes. Yeah. I've got um, so. I post most of my stuff on my own personal Facebook page, um, but people are welcome to come connect with me there. Um, I have got a, a Sunshine Corporate and Personal Facebook page, but I post very little on there these days because I find that, um, that they just want me to boost boost all my posts. They'll, they'll show it to 15 of my people. <laughs> my and then if, if I want to, uh, to share it with the wider world, uh, with the wider my wider contacts then they want money to do that so um again in time i'll probably have a bit more in the way of a marketing budget for all of that stuff um so for now most of what i post is on my personal page good so people can get you there and get you on your website drop you they in can. well it's been really good talking to you today martine yeah thank you yeah, so much for your time good. Thank you. You know, I'd love, I'd love to interview you two one uh, sometime too. Find out a bit more about you and your journey. Oh, um, any time, Martine. We'd love to. Yeah. <laughs> I've got my thinking hat on. See <laughs> <laughs> you one day and um, kind of find out more about you because I know that you're very interesting people, and I know that you're doing a lot of good out there in the world. And you know, all power to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's really kind of you. I've enjoyed it. So thank you again, Martine, and thank you everyone for listening. And hopefully you will join us again next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye.